Well, the transgender propaganda continues, and the worst part is that it exploits young, vulnerable children. And it's coming from all quarters. It's time we pushed back. Let's check it out. So meet Noella, the youngest transgender model ever to walk the runway in New York Fashion Week. Uh, just 10 years old, she has hit the catwalk for a designer behind trans clothing company, although it looks sort of male-female, which is interesting. Uh, and her first show was actually at seven years old in Chicago. Now, her parents are incredibly proud of their daughter, a biological boy, who began socially transitioning aged four. The mum and event director said, Noella already has so many transgender people of all ages contact her for advice, support. She's very outspoken, an amazing advocate for other trans kids. And it's great that she provides this trans visibility on a global scale. She's showing them that trans is beautiful. Now, she was once a troubled toddler, a boy, who often threw tantrums and refused to wear the clothes the parents were trying to put the toddler in. Sound familiar? But everything changed when at four years old, four years, Noella went to therapy and declared she was a girl, and her parents feel their daughter is too young to begin medically transitioning, but have allowed her the freedom to explore her identity in the meantime. Mum said, quote, even when she was two, she said she's not a little boy. As a parent of a transgender child, it is my duty to protect her and make sure she is safe. But Noella is an activist for transgender rights, and she wants to put herself out there. Now, to anyone who thinks... How can a child know they're transgender at 10 years old? Well, mum has this answer. Actually, at two years old, she started telling us she wasn't a boy. At four and a half, she socially transitioned. And at seven, she legally transitioned. Oh, here's an important fact. Noella's parents are also transgender. Yep, the report says, quote, My spouse and I are also transgender. Noella transitioned way before we did. She is the most self-assured person I know. I tell her all the time I want to be like her when I grow up. However, Noella's brother has drawn the line in the sand. According to the mum, my sat son sat us down and told us he is a boy and staying a boy. Now, sadly, in the same week, a report revealed that a major hospital in the US, Boston Children's Hospital, is pushing this. And according to a report by Libs of TikTok, which is a very prominent site in the US exposing some of this madness and who social media companies always want to shut down, options at Boston Children's Hospital include a hysterectomy, a double mastectomy, which is chopping off a young girl's breasts, and phalloplasty, which is cutting off the skin from the forearm and thigh of a healthy adolescent girl to create a fake penis. Here's Boston Children's Hospital talking about it. Hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophorectomy. And not every gender-affirming hysterectomy includes that, and people who are getting gender-affirming hysterectomies do not have to have their ovaries removed. Okay, that's pretty shocking. And remember, this could be talking about maybe 17, could be younger, could be 16, 15. Another video from Boston Children's Hospital explained how a toddler can know they are transgender 
sometimes from the minute they are born. I often know that they are transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves, and parents will often tell us this. We have parents who tell us that their kids, they knew from the minute they were born practically, and actions like refusing to get a haircut or standing to urinate, trying to stand to urinate, refusing to stand to urinate, trying on siblings' clothing, uh, playing with the quote opposite gender toys, things like that. There is more and more a group of adolescents that we are seeing that really are coming to the realization that they might be trans or gender diverse a little bit later on in their life. So what we're seeing from them is that they always sort of knew something was maybe off and didn't have the understanding to know that they might be trans or have a different gender identity than the one they had been assigned. So that is a, a growing population that, they are, that we are seeing and that's being recognized as being trans and able to be treated. Wow, pretty disturbing. That's from a hospital. Remember, gender-affirming care. When you hear that term, what it means is it's trans-speak for sex change and puberty blockers. It's castration for boys, double mastectomy for girls, lifelong drug regimes that irreversibly damage those who take them. Uh, And that's one of the most devastating revelations in the report into the Tavistock Clinic in the UK was that puberty blockers can impact brain development and decision-making, as well as deforming the genitals, eliminate sexual function, reducing bone growth and destroying fertility. Even the CDC in the US has now slapped a warning label on puberty blockers. And there's been warnings from clinicians and medical practitioners from France to Finland and other European countries. Now, you would expect the church, armed with biblical truth, to speak up, wouldn't you? Well, sadly, no. This report from LifeSite News, the Episcopal Church in the US, which is the Anglican arm, chose this time of history to issue a blanket endorsement of so-called gender-affirming care at any age. It was from the Episcopal House of Deputies resolution, so it still has to be adopted by the House of Bishops. But this is what it said. It resolved, let me just uh, show you that. It resolved that the 80th convention, General Convention calls for the Episcopal Church to advocate for access to gender-affirming care in all forms, social, medical, or any other, and at all ages, as part of our baptismal call to respect the dignity of every human being, affirms that all Episcopalians should be able to partake in gender-affirming care with no restriction on movement, autonomy, or timing or timing, and supports public policies at the local, state, and national levels in all our countries to support gender-affirming care. So you can see it's, it's, they want it right across society. Will the bishops vote against this? Well, the Anglicans have previously released pastoral guidance on how to perform a special baptism service for transgender people with their new name and chosen gender. The Church of England has actively sought to recruit transgender clergy, And the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, called on Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, to include transgenderism in his conversion therapy ban, despite warnings from experts who pointed out that it would actually prevent children from getting therapy they need to feel comfortable in their own bodies. No wonder our children are confused. It's because adults have lost their way and forgotten biological truth, even adults who should know better. Oh, now, just before I go, what's your pronoun? 
Here's a new one to learn that I just found. Her, hers, which are new pronouns that anyone of any gender can use to affirm and express their identities. Her, hers pronouns are based off the word person, and they're basically pronounced in the same way. Let's practice with an example. If I were talking about someone who uses per, hers pronouns, I might say, as soon as Per introduced herself, I knew we'd be friends. Her energy is radiant, and I cannot wait to see Per again. Let's awesome. Awesome. Have a great day.